0: The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you not entertained? From the Pod 617 studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's Are You Not Entertained? Now, here's your host, Ed Nathanson.
1: Hello, hello, shalom. Bonjour. Whatever language you speak, I'm here. I'm talking to you. I'm candy to your ears. And Once again, it's time for perhaps my favorite segment of this podcast. It's Ed's Getting Upset. George is getting upset. This is where on my podcast, I rant about whatever... The topic du jour that is pissing me off lately is getting my blood boiling. I also write about these things on my blog at redpilltalent.com if you're looking to also share in my fury. Now, this one today is going to be controversial. And I thought it'd be great to have my producer here take the counterpoint as he sees fit in what I'm about to say because Eddie I know... ignorance slut. <laughs> there you go. Because you know... That this is gonna be controversial because mm. I'm about to tell you how much I freaking hate Disney World and it's Disneyland. So right, that song <laughs> itself, Make It Stop! Okay. <laughs> But Mr. My Friend here, my intrepid producer, is a huge fan of the Disney parks. Yeah, Dave likes the Disney.
0: Yes. Yeah. Brought up on Disney. I've been uh, a zillion times. Yeah. Anyway, but you, so, but you, you rant and I'll post-rant.
1: Right. So yeah. I have a list of topics that I've written about, okay? And I've been to Disney a number of times from when I was a kid to as a parent. Okay. Here's the reasons why... I hate this place so very, very much. First reason is it's a human Petri dish. (laughs) It really is. Okay, so... You're in, a, you're in a park, a confined area, I don't care how big it is, with literally hundreds of thousands of people who don't wash their hands, who have snot <laughs> and feces and whatever it is all over them, touching the same very stuff you're touching. Now, no, I am not a germaphobe in the slightest, but let me take you back a little Wayne's World to about, oh, six years ago when I took my family and a friend of mine's family to Disney World. We got a timeshare. We had our kids. They're friends with each other. It was going to be a great time. From day one of a seven-day vacation to day seven, someone in our family was puking their guts out. That happened up. to me
0: once, actually, now that I think about
1: it. Yes. yes. Okay. So it was supposed to be the happiest place on earth, was the vomitest place on earth. And <laughs> literally, it started with my son the first night puking on me in the middle of bogus. a restaurant. Puking on me. Bogus. Yes, most bogus. <laughs> puking on me in the middle of a restaurant to myself puking... All over the place. Two, the best and funniest, I have to say it was funniest, because my friend Michael had his son Liam on his shoulders coming off of Sorin at Epcot. And all of a sudden I hear, oh no, and I turn around and his son was puking all over his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never laughed so hard in my life. Oh. So it worked out that uh, day. Right? <laughs> that day know? was funny, but it wasn't funny because <laughs> every day we were dealing with someone else getting the 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 disease du jour of the day. And it was disgusting. Look, you can't have that many people in one place, and maybe it goes to my just hatred of crowds in general, without some sort of disease-borne illness finding its way into you and causing sickness. And being sick is not fun. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. Any debate?
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll, on the cleanliness issue, here's my rebuttal. Mm-hmm. Number one, um, do you remember that time you stepped in gum at Disney World? No, because it never happened, because they don't allow gum in Disney World. That's One true. of Walt That's Disney's true. L- uh, Very little true. Um, nuances that keeps the place clean. Um, number two, you secretly revealed that you love Disney when you correctly pronounced the ride Sorin without the G at the end, because it's soaring, because it's lovably sore in apostrophe. It is. And number three, when you get filthy in these parks, that's what the water
1: parks are for. Go there and wash off. All right? Move on. Then we, then that's a, that's a liquefied Petri dish. Okay. Next, the second reason mm-hmm. is very simply extortion. Okay? So, I am a capitalist at my very core. I believe everyone should have the chance to make money, to have a business opportunity to hear those cash bells ringing. Mm -hmm. However, have you ever seen the movie A Bronx Tale? Oh, of course. Yes. Well, there's the famous scene where the bikers go into the bar, right? And I, they know, start, yeah, I know where you going. <laughs> and they start smashing up the bar. And first Sonny says, the, the, the mob boss says, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And they say, no, 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 we'll be okay. We'll be good, we'll be good. And then they do it again. And then he go closes the door behind them and has the very famous phrase, now you can't leave. Now you can't
0: leave. No, you can't, no, can't leave.
1: Now you can't leave. And then things
0: don't work out so well for those no, bikers. No, the
1: things do not, because they wish they left at that point.
0: By the way, just a side note, why was C like a pussy like kneeling during that scene?
1: He, Get up and take a couple he swings. He was a pussy in general, yeah. but that's a discussion for another podcast. Is, yeah. Sorry, um, but here's what happens. Once you walk through the magical gates of Disneyland, now you can't leave. <laughs> and everything, yes, exactly, right. And everything is ten times what it would cost you in real life. Want a bottle of water? Seven bucks. <laughs> you want a pretzel? <laughs> that's $20. Are you
0: yes. kidding me? Yes.
1: Yes. Debate that, Mr. Zoo! All right, well,
0: <laughs> first of all, um, at least they got rid of the days where you, you had Disney dollars, or maybe they still have those, but they certainly don't require them. Um if you've ever seen the Simpsons episode where they famously went to Itchy and Scratchy Land and <laughs> then we were, we're course, and, then, yes. and then we're strongly persuaded to buy like 100 dollars worth of Itchy and Scratchy dollars <laughs> promptly walked through and see that none of the food stands take Itchy and Scratchy dollars. <laughs> this this stunt is also pulled at King Richard's Fair if you've ever been there. I went the last couple of years with my son cuz my son thinks he's walking around in in Shrek's Playhouse <laughs> and he loves it. But but they make you buy everything with coupons. And it is such a friggin' scam because inevitably you buy $20 worth of coupons. You spend $17 and then, oh, you're happy to go home with a souvenir of three coupons. Right. So at least they don't do that. And number two, yes, pretzels are $9 and churros <laughs> with chocolate <laughs> sauce are $12. But my God, when you're walking through Epcot on a 97-degree day and you've just waited in line forever and there is a stand with beer – I would pay four hundred frickin' dollars for twelve ounces of that cold, delicious brew, so I don't mind. Take my money, Disney, as yes. long as you, as long as I get to have and a that's how most, booze here there. and That's
1: how most people are because yeah. you don't have a choice. Yeah, you don't have a you choice, don't. right? No, and you, that you can't sucks. Leave. That sucks. So again, <laughs> just be reasonable. You know, it it costs a million dollars just to get in the park. Yeah, do you have to like bum? You know, bend me over too when I get inside? <laughs> like truly, like yeah. you're you're already taking tons of my money. And on top of that, you've got souvenir places everywhere. And with your kids, oh, I love that little stuffed animal that's six inches high. That's $100 <laughs> that I could get just outside the gates for 5 you could go. You could go home and order
0: it on the internet for $350 right, exactly. when, you, when you fly back to Boston. But your kid's not going to hear yes. that.
1: No, adorable <laughs> child. I won't get you that thing that you're crying and carrying a big stink on. Oh, God, it just makes me nuts. Okay, next. So many people. Mm. Picture, picture the gazelle odyssey in Africa that you've seen the arrow, the arrow overhead shot of, (laughs) that you see the migration (laughs) going on and on.
0: The wildebeest. Right, the The herds of wildebeest. Whatever they are,
1: right? It's just way too much. I hate large crowds. And on top of that, with the lines for these rides, are you fucking kidding me? With how sea of people, like, look. I am the biggest Star Wars dork in the world, and when I heard Star Wars Land, I'm like, okay, I obviously have to go back to Disney again. There, yes. That music is, is like nectar to my soul. Mm. However, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait like three years, and even then, it's still going to be too many freaking people. You know what they said online about the wait, anticipated what? wait for the new Millennium Falcon ride? What? Six hours.
0: Six hours. That's, uh, yeah, I don't see how... <laughs> Six well, you, you got to develop a strategy. You need your fast pass, and it doesn't hurt to have uh, – next time we go, I'll go with you. My son Adrian, who has autism, gets a special assistance pass. It, it also helps with the wait on the lines but yeah 6 hours is is it's a bit right, much
1: right and just walking around you can't help but have those idiots no one's looking up anymore everyone's looking at their freaking phones mm-hmm. they bump into you people smell they stink you know there's just so many freaking people in such a small place and a hot place mind you too so now you turn up the sweat you turn up the bo and all that stuff It's just a a cocktail. Six
0: hours is longer than you have to wait from one Star Wars movie till the next one comes out,
1: practically. That's almost, (laughs) and that's a a whole other discussion there and of itself. Okay. All right. Next is, we touched on this right now with the wait for the Millennium Falcon, but it's the wait. I would venture to guess the main reason people go to Disney is not the souvenirs, is not the characters. It's the rides. Okay? It's supposed to be the rides. Right. It's supposed to be the rides. Mm -hmm. Okay. Have you ever gone to Disney and not have to wait in epic lines, and don't tell me about the Fast Pass, please, for a second here about the fucking Fast Pass. So I went for my my oldest brother is one of the biggest Disney fans in the world. For his fiftieth birthday, he had all of our family go down to Disney. Our kids, our you know my brothers, their kids, my parents, all of that, and my nephew, God bless him, is a Fast Pass genius, a savant. He's yeah. like the Dustin Hoffman character of, of of Rain Man, mm-hmm. of Fast Passing. Mm-hmm. Even with his super sleuthing fast pass (laughs) skills. We still had to wait in 40 fucking minute waits to get on these places. Oh yeah, fast, 40 minutes. That's super fast. Okay. Wait,
0: in the Fast Pass line yes, was 40 minutes? Yes, What ride was yeah. it?
1: It was everywhere. It was Hollywood Studios. Yeah, it was Disney. It was you're exaggerating. Ma- no, I'm not. Tower I'm not. of Terror? R- tower yeah, of Terror. Yeah, well, That's I didn't usually do that because those, li- those drop rides frequent my stuff. So, right. <laughs> so, Mr. Nathanson,
0: it seems you don't even go on the throw rides because you're too afraid.
1: As, I am. As waiting in line for I 45 am. minutes I at am. the teacups. I am. But now think about this <laughs> okay. for a second. Think about this. In anywhere else in your life, Mm-hmm. Would you say, I'm going to wait 40 minutes, two hours, if I don't have the fast pass or whatever it is, for three minutes of experience?
0: Uh, it's a fair point. I, no, I would right, not. Right, exactly. Yeah.
1: But yet there, we're like, yes, please. Oh, yes, I want to do this more.
0: So you're saying it's basically like the the DMV with mice.
1: Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> annoying <laughs> people all around you, too, who smell.
0: No, they have that at the and DMV as well. Yeah, but they I take do. your point.
1: They do, they do, Okay. <laughs> Oh my god.
0: No, just, you got so you got I I just, I just my only rebuttal is it, it becomes like a strategy, becomes a game. They have the app now which gives you the wait times. You got you got to monitor that. You got to go before you go down to Orlando in the first place, you got to put in your fast pass request. And then sometimes you just got to suck it up and say, kids, we're not doing Space Mountain this time because right? <laughs> it's too fucking hot and it's too fucking long away.
1: But all right. I all right, get your point. There There's you. technology. But do I need to be Tom Cruise in Minority Report with his thing <laughs> right. to, get, to get an understanding of what the hell's going on? Isn't vacation supposed to not have no, to do it's supposed to be all this work. worrying crap? <laughs> no, it's work. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Right. From okay. start to finish, it's all work. All right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next, okay. food. All right. Now, before I rip Disney World, a new one here. I have to say, Epcot's World Pavilion has some excellent food. It does. Here and excellent there, yeah. Food, mm-hmm. yes. In England's fish and chips is money. Mm. It's money. Italy has a really good restaurant there. France, yeah, with their do. baguettes and their baguette sandwiches, excellent.
0: And there's a steakhouse in the Canada one that's actually very good. I've L- never less, tried that. Yeah, you should never try that. I've never tried else. that. So, try so, that the yeah. next time you happily <laughs> travel down this.
1: <laughs> but the rest of the park? Holy crap, it's shit! <laughs> it's shit! Yeah. I wouldn't eat this. No, have you ever?
0: Have you ever done the meal plan?
1: No. Okay. All right. Well, so explain to me the meal plan. Well,
0: the, it it doesn't help. I, I'm just kind of buttressing your point here. But the meal plan, when it first came out, it just seemed like a this cool thing. Like you you pay ahead, and then you get, and it's stored on your Disney wristband, your magical wristband. And you, you know, you get and so the first time we went, we thought, this is great. We got we'll get like the deluxe package. You get like three meals and you could get an appetizer at each meal. <laughs> appetizer and then you I'm get, already like, laughing at that. <laughs> and you get two or three <laughs> snacks. And so you and, and so we like we're like stuffing food in our faces to try to use up all the
2: points.
0: And it's like, well, let's get an app we still got an appetizer on the plan. <laughs> get a, get another, you know, loaded potato skins. And and uh I guess I'm mostly with you on this one. The 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 food, it's funny, in typical Disney fashion, in a lot of these lo- restaurants, they they sort of dress it up to look good, but it isn't really Oh, that it's good. terrible. Yeah.
1: So here's a perfect example. We were in the Magic Kingdom, and have you been to America Land there? You know, that whole America section with the Hall of Presidents and yeah, everything? Yeah, of course.
0: Right. It's called Liberty Square, right? Right, something, yeah, whatever, the, yes, yep.
1: very, very true. All right, so... We're there. We're all hungry. This is back at my brother's, again, 50th birthday celebration at Disney. America! Oh, they're great. They're going to have some good American foods. We go in there, wait again in a 30-minute line <laughs> in, in these, like, you know, cattle call, tray you know, you know, line thingies. And we get up to the counter, and wouldn't you know it, their version of America was tuna sandwiches and peanut butter and jelly.
0: There's nothing more American than that.
1: Right. <laughs> no, no, you're right, of course. There's no <laughs> hamburgers. There's no hot dogs. Not even a frickin' mac and cheese!
0: Well, welcome to Trump's America. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Mr. President.
1: (laughs) Right. Thank you, Donald Trump. This is just a serious example of all the crap. Even the ice cream sucks. Look, I'm no ice cream connoisseur. DQ is my all-time favorite. I, Mm. I would put DQ against any of your fancy ice cream places any day of the week. Sure. They can't even do soft serve right. It literally tastes like melty ice. Yeah. No cream. No cream.
0: Well, they call it Pluto's poop. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's basically,
1: exactly. Yeah. And of course, on top of that, the food is a zillion dollars. A hamburger is, t- you know, a cool twenty bucks.
0: Would you like to have a souvenir cup, Mister Nathanson, <laughs> right. for an, an yeah. additional twelve dollars right. exactly. and fifty cents?
1: Exactly. Take your souvenir cup and <laughs> shove it up your ass. Okay. Next. <laughs> Poor Mickey getting stuff shoved <laughs> right. up his ass. Right. Back. Exactly. Uh, Next. Yes. The cast sure is happy. The adults, not so much. Okay. <laughs> So, Disney the, cast, cast, cast members. the cast members yeah. are paid to be as pleasant, as nice, as welcoming as possible. And God bless them. It's got to be a tough job. It really does. I, I wouldn't want to do that. You it's cannot... those,
0: those poor people in the suits, in the furry suits. Oh, my suits. God. Yeah. I, I mean, I hope they have weather. some
1: sort of cooling system in there know. for those yeah. people. But the, re- the reality is, is next time you're at Disney with your family, and as a parent I can say this, take a deep breath, <laughs> mm. stop, and look to your left. Look to your right. Do one pay. of
0: you will be murdered by <laughs> Disney. No,
1: right. Sorry, well, none, no. no. <laughs> but one of you, I guarantee, will be pissed off because <laughs> you've got angry kids fighting with each other or crying about how they can't have a $100 sweatshirt or whatever this stuff is. None of the adults are happy. We're there sacrificing our hard-earned vacation time for our children. Good parents do that. But shouldn't there be some sort of happiness in the equation for the parents? No, you've got all these people saying "Have a magical day," and at the end of a day, when I've had my kids fighting with each other, crying about how they can't have a seven thousand dollar Mickey watch or whatever it is they're seeing, <laughs> the last thing I want is fucking Goofy <laughs> coming up to me and say "Have a magical day,"
2: it's a world of or that, laughter, a
1: world or that. <laughs> I want to get off the stupid boat and It's a Small World and take a machine gun to all those stupid singing dolls.
0: By the way, uh, fucking Goofy is my favorite movie uh, on, cin- <laughs> c- on cinema. Max. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right, I heard it's a winner. Okay, all right. So I'm getting there. Two more. Okay. <laughs> Next is better get your steps in. Now, what do I mean by that? It's the future world at Magic Kingdom. Well, you think the future world would have some things that would actually magically move us around so we're not walking (laughs) 7,000 miles to get to wherever we need to be.
0: Tomorrowland.
1: Tomorrowland. That's it. right? And they
0: do. They have the Wedway People Mover. Oh, come on. You get to wait in line 45 minutes for it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. So here's the deal. Wait.
0: Uh, Excuse me. Monorail?
1: Hello? Monorail. Transportation mode of the future? Monorail gets you between parks. True. But then the walk from the monorail to even the frickin' gate? Yeah. It's a half a mile.
0: They got a train. It's like a 30-minute wait, right. and exactly. you got to walk across the park exactly. to get there. Exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> so here's, here's where I re- – I never understood this one until I had to go la- – so when I went for my brother's 50th again, I had just come off a of back surgery. So this was – walking a lot was hard for me at the time. And so I got one of those. What my friends and I laugh about and call the fat alongs. Have you ever seen those? No. Do so tell. the fat alongs are those scooters that you see people driving around on in there. You got one of those? <laughs> I, I oh had to. Lord, I had
0: to. You're a brave man for right. this. I had
1: to. So so well, we you're call them. A, we man, call so. them a fat along because typically the only people you see in them are not people who are hurt, but are morbidly obese.
0: Absolutely right. right. Okay. That's <laughs> right? disturbing. <laughs> that I'm dis- right. I'm with you on that one. Right. Yeah. So
1: look, I'm no spring chicken, and I'm certainly not the master of, of good health, mm-hmm. but I had to get one of these things there because walking with my back, I had a cane at yeah. the time. It was just too much. Too much. We clocked it at the end of the day between mm-hmm. going through two parks. How many miles do you think that was in walking?
0: Uh, Two miles.
1: Seven. What? Seven. So what are you complaining about? You get Seven. your exercise in. So that's great. Well, you didn't. That's as great, as you just, except yep. factor in 90 degrees, Yep. right? Sea of people. Fighting through people to get there, huge lines, that gets super annoying really, really fast.
0: Are you suggesting they put in the moving walkways like in airports?
1: I don't know. (laughs) I don't I don't have an answer. I'm just bitching. It's just a rant. It's (laughs) just just a rant. I'm I'm just bitching. I'm just bitching. Mm -hmm. But I will say this having those fat along that day also showed me how people don't give a crap if you're handicapped. And that sucked. That's a whole rant for another day. People still, like, for all they knew, I could have had muscular dystrophy. Or oh, something, okay. Yeah, you know, that's right. And, and right. they're cutting me off like they would anybody else, those stupid idiots, right? Or not even letting me cut through or anything like that. It was just stupid, inconsiderate. Wow. Humans as a single entity are usually compassionate, caring people. Mm-hmm. But when you get them in a sea of thousands of them, as I said, intelligence. It's Hunger Games. It's right, yeah. exactly. Intelligence goes <laughs> down, stupidity rises. Eat the weak, yeah. Right, exactly. All right. Last but not least. George is definitely upset! Yes. Yeah, almost done. Fast passes. So, again, right, I, I, I've talked about this earlier. What a scam! What a scam! <laughs> Like, again, like this whole fast pass thing. So, again, I have to be Neo in the Matrix and see the code for what it is to actually freaking understand it, first of all. But then secondly, I do it. I get to the ride at the right time, and I'm still waiting 20 to 40 minutes to get on this thing. Let me understand what fast means. Fast doesn't mean marginally not slow. It should mean fast. Fast to me means I get there. I'm right on that ride. But that's not how it works, is it, Dave? No, it's not. <laughs> not necessarily. Yes. Right. So again, I've spent forty-five minutes in the morning plotting out the matrix, trying to find where I need to be and when, then hurting all my family who's supposed to be having a relaxing vacation to this point at this specific time. Eat your eat your hot dog fast. We gotta get there. It's 1220. And then we get there. It was still Freaking waiting.
0: You know, Mr. Nathanson, for your trouble, we'd be happy to give you a reward. Here's a coupon for 15% off a breakfast at Chef Mickey's in the <laughs> right, Contemporary right. Resort. Our next reservation is three weeks from now. Right, exactly. Would that suit you?
1: Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. So, even as an ardent Disney fan, you understand where this rage may certain come
0: things. from. Yeah, certain, certain things.
1: Certain things. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's a world of Right. Oh my God. Now this
0: ride is—it has become creepy. Like it, it, I admit. (laughs) (laughs) Cobb? Well, for some reason, as a kid, I remember it it being magical, and this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. They haven't updated it at all. Like it needs a facelift. Like every everybody reboots everything these days. Do like a high tech version of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, anyway, I'd be down right, with you, that. You've
0: slaughtered Disney. You've you've ruined America, Ed. <laughs> but you did it with such panache that our listeners undoubtedly
2: cherished it.
1: And there you have it. You another segment of Ed's getting upset.
2: Do you dare enter Monsterland? You may not know that some fifty miles west of Boston sits what may be one of the most diverse and comprehensive paranormal locations in the world. If you listen to the Monsterland podcast, the secrets will be revealed to you. I'm Maddie Blake, actor, TV host and believer, and I'm fortunate to be co-hosting the show with the author of the book known as Monsterland, Ronnie LeBlanc. Thanks, Maddie. Well, you said it. We're practically next door to the Lemster State Forest, a place that's had a decades-long list of strange phenomena including UFOs, paranormal activity, Bigfoot, strange sightings, Occult cult and military activity. Absolutely, and Ronnie, on the Monsterland podcast, we'll be joined by a murderer's row of experts from all over the world to finally figure out if these claims belong in the myth or Monsterland files. So make sure you listen, binge, and believe as each chapter of our mysterious journey unfolds. You can find the Monsterland podcast on pod617.com, the mighty pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Join the passionate fans who we're already hearing from. See you soon in Monsterland.
1: For this next segment of Are You Not Entertained, I like to call this I Know Kung Fu.
2: I know Kung Fu.
1: And much like Neo said as he was downloading all of the amazing skills on the Nebuchadnezzar with Morpheus and the team of humans looking to stop the world of robots, I like to, tr- to talk to really, really smart people, people in the world of marketing, employer branding, social media, which is part of the business that I work with at Red Pill Talent, who just impress me, who know Kung Fu, for lack of a better term. And I am super stoked, excited, pumped, whatever you want to call it, to have one of the absolute superstars, legends, I'm going to make you blush, of the game today. Her name is Carmen Collins. She is the senior social media and talent brand lead at a company I think you might have heard of. They're called Cisco. They're this little company called Cisco with 75,000 employees plus around the world. And Carmen, if you don't know her name and you're in this business, you should, has won a ton of awards. Like Literally, it seems like she's winning one every other week from 2018 Social Media Pro of the Year from PR News to 2017 Communicator Award of the Year for the Steve awards the 2017 digital leader of the year by PR news one of the top women in PR in 2017 I mean I could go on and on so I'm just gonna say hello Carmen and by the way Carmen is also a friend so don't think that this is gonna be formal we're gonna have some fun and get inside the brain of one of the best in the game today hello Carmen
3: Hi, who are you again? (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Love it. Hello, my friend. Hello, my friend. Um, Anyone who calls me a legend and says I know Kung Fu in one sentence uh, automatically gets a star in my book, but you know that I think you're awesome, too. Thank you for making me blush. Um, I will say that uh, those awards are are not possible at all without a great team of people around me. I have the best boss the best managers the best team in the world and ed was there at the start of it so part of it is due to you ed you told us we sucked
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's true story
3: and and you weren't wrong um we had just never had the opportunity to fly and you know once you said that somebody woke up someplace and told us to go and we haven't looked back so thanks for having me i'm thrilled to be here Um, I can't wait to talk about all things marketing and walking dead.
1: Yes. So, so, (laughs) you know, before I get into marketing, PR, and all that stuff, you kind of hit on one of the things I wanted to talk about first, which is... If you don't know Carmen, if you don't follow her on social media, you should. And and I'll ask you at the end to give you your handles for people to to follow you. Um, But, you know, one of the things about Carmen that you need to know is that she is one of the biggest Walking Dead fans on the face of the earth. Now, Carmen and I, over the years I've known her, have been debating the merits of recent seasons. I, too, was a huge, huge fan. But I got to tell you, and I've said this to Carmen the past few years, I've tapped out. It just got boring to me. I want zombies. I want people's getting their faces eaten off. I want violence. I want all of those things. And it's become a soap opera in the land of zombies. Carmen, what say you? I agree.
3: Um, My husband and I went back over the holidays, you know, when they take all television off television and you're like, what am I supposed to do now with my life? (laughs) Right. Um, We had watched all the Netflix shows that we wanted to watch and we said, hey, let's go back and watch. Season one of The Walking Dead. The uh, Possibly aside from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the best episode of TV ever was probably the first episode of The agreed, Walking Dead. Agreed.
1: Agreed. Can we, we give her that sound? Can we give her the, the, the winning sound? To give you the... There it is.
3: <laughs> but yeah, best episode of TV. And going back and watching that first season again, it's just a reminder of how far down the rabbit hole we've gotten i will say that at the beginning of this season and when we're recording this it's it's we're waiting for the second half of the season to start i i said if i can't get through the first two episodes of this season i'm done i i have to to your point ed i have to tap out Now this is someone I have a Walking Dead poster. It's signed by everybody who was in the original season except for Andrew Lincoln. He's like a recluse. I don't know where to. I'm gonna have to stalk him or something (laughs) to get his signature on this poster. Um, I have all the you know the Walking Dead pops and.
1: um, She really does. Like Ed said,
3: I'm I'm kind of a a Walking Dead. I'm, I'm a nerd anyway but specifically around this. And I said, if it can't get through this season, I I will give up. Now, what I will say is I have really enjoyed this season, but to me, we have started a new show. Yeah. It's, it's a completely different, it's not the walking dead. It should be called. Please not fear the walking dead where I hope the whole boat sank in the first episode. (laughs) Um, you know, not that, but it's a different era. and, I liked the era, but I certainly, it's a different show. Yeah. So I'm with you, Ed. I, I haven't tapped out. I'm enjoying this season. It's its nice to be able to enjoy The Walking Dead again, but yeah. um, it's, it's good different. to it's, it's
1: good to hear that you've, you've started to align with me a little bit on this, but as I said, you know, different strokes for different folks, and we're not talking <laughs> Arnold and Willis oh, either. I was-
3: uh, you know, we call it hate watching. I was hate watching, but I had so much invested in these characters and the show and the storyline that I couldn't just leave it. But it was certainly no longer. Oh my God! It's Sunday night. Don't call me. Don't talk to me. Don't text me. You know. To oh, I'm playing a game on my iPad and I'm right. watching it in the background. Yeah. Um, yep. But
1: good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. All right, we need a new,
3: We need a new show. I don't know <laughs> what it's going to be yet, but we need.
1: I have suggestions for you. We'll talk later. Okay, we'll Uh, talk later. (laughs) So, Carmen, uh, I'm not going to do the typical boring interview where they ask you, well, tell me about your background and how did you get into this? I'm more curious. Let's get into tactics. Let's get into what you do and why it's so great. If you're not following We Are Cisco on social media and just to see this awesomeness that they do, I literally talk about We Are Cisco and what they're doing to all of my clients, big, small tech, life sciences, manufacturing around the world as an example of how to absolutely crush it. So my question to you is, Carmen, first, Cisco, before we talked years ago, was very conservative, very buttoned up in the in the, what they presented to the world. Now we get this raw open, sincere, you know, emotional, both funny, you know, humor or heart as we talk about, you know, kind of content that really kind of brings that, that veil down of the, the kind of mystery of Cisco and what people might have perceptions of Cisco. How do you do it and how do you make it so good? Well, tell me your philosophy, how you manage your team, how you get these great people around you and the people, you know, to, to get involved and to let you act this way in such a real approachable way.
3: That's a lot loaded in that one question. I don't know where to start. (laughs) Um, How do we do it? The first, so I'll take you back listeners to the first time Ed and I met and um, he was consulting for our talent brand team and was on our WebEx software because, you know, we make the technology that you can work from anywhere. And I'm not joking when I said Ed said we sucked. I'm pretty sure that was the word you used. Um, and the reason was is that we were just to your point. We were boring. We were so boring. Hashtag jobs. Hashtag now. Hashtag apply. Hashtag engineer. Hashtag C- I'm like, I, I think we had one tweet where we didn't hashtag the word in, and I was like, well, why why leave that word out? We, you know, 75 others. Um, so. What at the beginning when it was we were a small team, I think we were about three people at the time, um kudos to my manager and lead unicorn, Macy Andrews. Um, she basically said, All right, we're gonna change it. It's what we have is not working. So anything we do is better than not working. And with her support and the support of Jill Larson, who was our VP at the time and our chief people officer, Fran Katsuda, she, these women, these amazing women, and maybe that's part of it. Go women's wave. I don't know what it was, but they just said, all right, you have wings, go and try something. And I have been in social media since before it was called that, (laughs) uh, which tells you how old I am. Uh, I just had a, I just had a birthday where I turned 29 again.
1: Congratulations, but, muzzle <laughs>
3: Thanks. <laughs> uh, yay, I live through another year. Um, but I've been in this space for a long time, and the reason I got into social media was storytelling. I'm a writer. I've always been a writer. I, I have a novel that I've published. I have another one that's underway. You know, I I can't. People think I am making stories up because I am a storyteller. I'm like, no, really, I'm not that creative. Like, I can't make up the what, it's just how I tell it is different. And that's what we started doing. And we started paying attention to the content that we put on each channel. On Twitter, for example, drives me bananas when people put a novel on an image. Everybody is on their mobile device. Nobody can read that. Stop doing it. Stop. Right. Um, I, we, we don't put snaps on Insta. We don't put Instas on snaps, like customizing the channel, customizing the content that goes on each channel for how people interact with it and just really telling the stories. And at the beginning, you know, there was a shortage of content. We do not have that problem now. We have more content than we know what to do with, um, which is a great position to be in. But the time we had no content, what, what are we going to put on Twitter? I don't know. And so we started to reach out to employees who were posting on Twitter who had self-identified as employees and said, hey, can we tell your story? Can we use your photo? And that's what makes what we do so special, Um, honestly, is the people that work at Cisco. If you ask anybody at Cisco the best thing about working there, I would guarantee you the first answer is going to be the people. And what's so special about them is they're so humble. They don't know they have stories. They don't know they have a perspective that people want to hear about. And, and and people want to meet these employees because they're so awesome. So we just started using their voice. I mean, look, it's called social media. It's not called, I say what I want and you listen to it. Social media, (laughs) right?
1: That's the biggest mistake most
3: companies make. It's not corporate bullshit. Social media. It's, it's just social. It's, you're supposed to develop relationships. And that's a story that's interesting for how I do my team and how we find people, you know, that, that understand what we're trying to do. Um, one of my colleagues, uh, her name is Casey, she and I met on Twitter years and years ago um, going to a social media conference in Orlando, and we both lived in Florida at the time, and that's how we met. And we developed a relationship – through social media without ever having met each other. And then ironically enough, we get to the conference and the first thing is, Oh, let's have a networking event turn to the person next to you and say, hi, introduce yourself. And I turn to the person next to me and she introduced herself and I knew her by her, t- her handle, right. Her Twitter handle. And I'm like, Oh my God, your, the name is Casey. And she's like, Oh my God, you're T Sherky Collins. And <laughs> you know wh- then we put a face in real life. So it, it that's a microcosm example of what we do every day on a yeah. bigger scale at yeah, at Cisco.
1: It's, And I was just gonna say the voice that comes through because it's your people, but also the voice of the handles themselves, mm-hmm. A all match the platforms that they're on and the audience mm-hmm. expectations, but B, they they sound, you know, like a human being. And they're not well, that cor- that corporate cleanse BS. So go ahead.
3: Now who else would you be? I mean, Yes, we are a company and you can argue the, argue the merits of whether a company is a person or not, but we're made up of people. And one of the things I say when I speak at conferences is that we talk like we're seventy thousand employees at a company, not like we're seventy not like we are a seventy thousand person company. Yep. And it makes it makes all the difference. And I would like to hope that we've had just a small impact on the change that Cisco has seen over the last 4 years that I've been there you know we do have a new ceo we have a new business you know model we're a software company we're we're moving away from our traditional business we're in a digital transformation and i would hope that our team can just be a small part of that cuz our employees are super super i have a i have a team of 5 now i think we're hiring two people so it'll be a team of 7 but um, I really have a team of seventy
1: thousand. Yeah, it's 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 evident. Which
3: is awesome.
1: It's as I said, you know, keep going. That's that's fantastic. So I want to touch on something. You guys made a little news a couple of years ago, first with being one of the first employer brand talent brand platforms to really effectively use Snapchat. But then, flash forward, did you know do the Wayne's World, you know now here we are, you know two years later. And you famously, with a lot of news around it, pulled the plug on it. Talk to me about that.
3: Yeah. Well, um, in both cases, everybody thought we were crazy for different reasons. When we first ventured into Snapchat. So one of the things we do as a team is we spend, again, we're a small team. Um, I've talked to other employer brands that have 25, 35 people on their team. And I'm like, wow. One, what do you do with all of them? And two, just wow. Um, so we're a small team and we, we have limited resources. So we really have to focus where we think we can have the biggest impact. And that's one of the things that just gets in my craw about people in social media. You can't measure social media. You can't prove social media has our The hell you can't.
1: I 100% um, preach.
3: <laughs> you absolutely can <laughs> Now, not at, what I love about social media, and again, storytelling, which is what social media is, not everything is quantifiable in a number. I get that. For example, we've had people tweet us about a line that we have in our job descriptions about purple hair, don't care, tattoos, show us your ink, et cetera. And, you know, that's an anecdotal, yes, we're having an impact. People are seeing who we are. So you can't say, oh, well, that job description line drove 4,000 applies, but you hear feedback from candidates. So that's one thing, but you can absolutely measure social. And we have, we measured on the full funnel, awareness, engagement, and consideration, um, taking an action and then advocacy. It's the same funnel that salespeople use. You can measure it and you have to have a goal. And so when we first got on Snapchat, we knew that our early career talent was there. That's where they were. And we had to be there. And we spent some time thinking about it. We didn't just jump right in. Um, and I remember having the conversation with Macy, my manager, and saying wh- what I wanted to do. And then I wanted to give employees the username and password to the account. Um, at, the t- at the time, funny story, I had had surgery and I was on Percocet. So I'm not really sure if she thought I was having... I was Narcotics having drug induced. You're right. Yeah. yeah she's, like, she's like, yeah, Carmen's just in pain. What does she know? Um, but to her credit, she's like, well, just do it. I call it a pilot. Um, little hint pilot is how you get away with things that you might not normally get away with. It's the pilot, um, four weeks into our pilot, we were full fledged. They're like, yeah, you're not a pilot anymore. Go. Um, and so we did it with great success. We had, we started with about 20 ambassadors. We ended with about 80 ambassadors who would do takeovers. And anytime there's a snap story, It was an employee. Um, We didn't tell them what to say. We certainly didn't script them. I know a lot of accounts where I can see people reading off of a card behind the camera, or, uh, you know, I think of a teleprompter. I don't know what they're using, but stop, stop. Nobody cares (laughs) if you're reading something. Um, So it it was probably, you know, there's the statistic that says the first thing that a candidate does before they apply and the last thing they do before they take a job is talk to an employee at that company if they can. And with 70,000 of us, you can find a Cisco employee pretty much anywhere, but if you can't, it was the closest you could get. Um, it was raw. People would answer you know, any, any Snap messages they got during their takeover. And then two years later, Snap went through a redesign, um, really made a lot of their users mad, and at the same time, Instagram was... Rolling in and there's pajamas. Uh, <laughs> it's look, it's a straight out steal. I mean, it's how Silicon Valley works, right? It's a straight out steal of technology. I don't, I don't condone that, but they did it better. They did. Um, and our audience, I'm not saying there's no one at Cisco on Snapchat, and I'm not saying Snapchat is dead. I think that Snapchat is still fighting the good fight, and at some point we may come out of retirement. Who knows? But. Yep. Um, we had to focus our resources and we made the decision. Our users were gone and we didn't go out without a fight. We did a a final push. We had our interns in for the summer. They're the ones on snap. They're the ones who have the audience. You know, it's kind of like a micro influencer campaign and they came in and did a smashing job and we had the best metrics we had seen in months. But at the end of it, when they went back to school, our ambassadors went away Uh, they're now at school and the audience with them. And we just said, look, we need to start thinking about IGTV and how we make better use of Insta stories. And so we, we retired again, you know, people come out of retirement. It happens. They sure do. Um, Yes. But for now we're focused on the places where we know talent has gone. And you know, if, if we find out we're, we're getting ready to do some work around specific talent pools, the same talent pool that every company wants and there's a limited supply of them, we're going to go ask them very specific questions about what makes them feel, what makes them make decisions. And if they tell us that they're playing Fortnite, I mean, we might have a Fortnite character. I don't know, you know, like, you you <laughs> got to build Fortnite those relationships.
1: Yes, I, I love you, it. You
3: just don't know. But
1: that's the but kind of thinking, um, you know, it's funny, you're joking, but the reality is, to the listeners out there, Carmen would do that if it made sense. Oh,
3: I would. Yeah, well, I, I personally wouldn't. I didn't like Snapchat. I was never a Snapchat's audience, ever. So if you told me I would speak on stage about Snapchat, I would have laughed at you, and then I was booked for six speaking sessions about Snapchat. So, and I hated it. But
1: it's it's to borrow a Yiddish phrase, it's the chutzpah that you have. (laughs) And and, but but I, I do think you know, Carmen. I do think chutzpah matters. I do. You know, you've heard me talk about it all the time. You know, if you know, vanilla is a very tasty ice cream flavor, but in marketing, it does nothing. It does shit. You know, it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't attract or repel. And, and that's what's so amazing to me about what you're doing. All right, so next question. What would you say, so you have a team, you have a big brand behind you, but you know that I work with a lot of companies that aren't, aren't even a fraction of a quarter of a size of a Cisco. What would you say to them starting out on their journeys to be an effective employer or talent brand? Just a, a bit of advice. If they, if they could pick your brain for one minute, what would you say? Well,
3: first of all, size doesn't matter because Cisco wasn't doing it very well either. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had all the resources and all the employees and all of the support and all of the desire from our executives to make our talent brand something. And we didn't do it for a while. And part of that is leadership. So I think that you have to have your leadership behind you. And if you have to convince your C-suite or convince your manager you know, do it. It's it's a worthwhile endeavor. Um, go out on Google. There's plenty of statistics to back your claim up. I personally like the Edelman Trust Barometer that comes out every year. I think it's got some fabulous nuggets. One of my favorite nuggets is from 2017, and the, the numbers have changed a little bit, but the story is still the same, that employee voices are trusted more than the CEO.
2: Yep. And
3: that's not to say that our CEO, by the way, we have the coolest execs on the planet. You do. Um, I, have, yes. I have a selfie with Chuck Robbins, and he is so cool um, to meet in person. Uh, we all think he's a rock star. We kind of fan over him. Um, but- it's not to say that he's lying. That is not at all what that stat is saying. Um, it's just that's his job. His job, I mean, you don't see many CEOs going on CNBC and saying their company is crap. They're all like, nope, we're. You
2: <laughs> they know, wouldn't be CEO very long. Great
3: quer- exactly.
2: Yeah.
3: So people expect him to say it. So they don't, it's not that they don't trust it. It's just, eh, okay, that's your job. But employees are not expected to say anything. As a matter of fact, many companies don't even encourage their employees to be social as they, matter of fact, they frown on it. I mean, especially if you're in a regulated industry, that's to me, it's not the size of your industry. It's what industry or the size of your company. It's what industry you're in. I think regulated industries have a, they're coming from behind the eight ball to start. um, But a lot of them are are making strides here as well. Um, But size doesn't matter. And you just have to make a commitment to it and have the backing. And then, you know, People ask us all the time how we find our employee stories, and we're just good at our jobs. I mean, don't hire a social media person that's an intern just out of college. Now, that, I know that's a generalization, and all interns out of college are now going to send me hate mail, and that's fine, but just because someone has a Twitter account does not make them a social media manager. Amen. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. Stop giving it to the youngest person on your team just because they're the youngest person on your team. They're digital Stop. natives, though, Carmen. <laughs> well, that doesn't look. There's a. I hate super that term. User. That's I, I mock. I know. Yeah. I know. There's a super user of of a technology, but that does not make them a strategist or a or someone who can take that medium and use it in the way that drives business results. So yep. just hire somebody that knows what the hell they're they're are really good social media people out there. Um, a lot of them have come from journalism background. I mean, like find somebody who knows what they're doing and hire the right people for the job. Yeah. And then give them some space to do what they do. That's why this is look again, Ed, you were joking at the beginning and, and you know, the trophies, they're nice. They're icing on the cake. But what really matters is that I get to do what I love and I get to do it for a really cool company. But, you got to hire the people that know what they're doing and then let them do it. My hey, manager man. said, go. She, I mean, I say it all the times, roots and wings, right? We have, we're rooted in the business. We have backing and we have support if we fail. And we take a lot of risks, a lot of risks. They're calculated risks. They're not crazy risks, but, we always have that safety net to fail which i think is a really important um piece of the puzzle but you'll be so surprised when you let people fly how how seldom they fall it's it's I not something that, that happens I, daily so
1: you know how i feel about quotes on the internet right i
3: know can can you please wait so now you have to make one of your funny linkedin posts <laughs> with your with your thoughtful face <laughs> and your quote because like you ed i think People that quote themselves, like, come on. <laughs> that's the on. best,
1: right, yeah. Like, uh, what?
3: You can't, that's not how this works. Like, <laughs> you don't make yourself a quotable person. You don't make yourself an expert. People that call themselves experts, stop. stop. Oh I, I am not yes. a social media expert. I am a social media practitioner who I hope is really good at her job. Other people say that I'm really good at my job. That's what, that's what you want people to me saying it again who
1: cares (laughs) right well you know so for you saying it so you're you're being humble and i get it but yes but uh, those uh, this whole era of influencers and thought leaders just makes me want to vomit and I'm, (laughs) i'm being kind when i say that so so you know if you put your hand under your chin and you make the photo black and white and you put a quote next to it you know there's some gravitas there so we should all listen
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, that Carmen. We're very important. Right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> so you've been awesome. I could go on and on with you. You're you're one of the I best. I know.
3: We need like a. Two hour show just we, for the do. Two of us. we
1: do. We uh, do. Like, yes.
3: we could be our own sitcom, Ed. Like, well, you know, <laughs> we're Carmen. We're the new Seinfeld.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ed's getting upset. We'll see some of that later. Um, but you know, but truly, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna embarrass you for a second and say that, you know, not only do I consider you a friend, but I think that you are just one of the most supremely talented people in the world that I operate in. And, you know, if you ever want to learn anything about Carmen, I'm gonna give you a Chance right now because you really should. To anyone who's listening, give her a look and not just We Are Cisco. We are Cisco on every social platform except Snap now, but all of Snap (laughs) Snap. But they are out there as We Are Cisco, one of the best employer brand accounts you will ever see. But Carmen, I want to give you
3: to Fortnite near you. Yeah, to Fortnite <laughs> near you.
1: But I also want to to give people an opportunity so if they want to find you personally on social media, you don't have to share if you don't want to, but if you do want to find know. you, where would, where should they go?
3: Well, I'm going to spell it. So it's C, Shirky Collins. If you're wondering why I have a crazy hard handle, it's because I didn't get married until I was later in life. I'm the last girl in my family line, so I kept my my dad's name as an honor to my uh, family. So it's C like cat. S-H-I-R-K-E-Y-C-O-L-L-I-N-S. And Twitter and Insta, it's the same handle. I am the most... Instagram is the most real me, I think. Um, And I think with a lot of people, they're moving that way on Instagram. It's it's kind of the visual platform of me. And then on Twitter, if you care to know what I think about the current state of America, you can find (laughs) that there. And... um, you know, that's my more real-time channel. That's my kind of, I have a wacky thought. I'm just going to put it out into the world Yeah. Um, channel. But so you can find me on LinkedIn, too. Um, Pet Peeves, if you ask to follow people or ask to connect with people on LinkedIn, tell them why. I'm like, stop.
1: Amen, stop. yes. I get the like, random, I'd like to connect with you auto prompts all the time. And it's just, it's, And it's then awful. right
3: after you connect with them, they send you an email and try to sell you either their service or, or this, and yes. I'm going to run you over, Ed, and you're going to get mad at me. I don't care. And then they say, can I pick your brain? Oh. The answer to that is no, Right. you cannot pick my brain. You can ask me specific questions, but unless you're going to pay me my worth and I want every social media and creative person out there to hear this, unless somebody is going to pay you your worth. You do not give away your value for free. You can help. You can be open source. We write articles all the time about things we do. Go freaking Google it, and then if you have a question, come back. But don't ask me to pick my brain for free. It's not going to happen.
1: Carmen, (laughs) as they say on the streets, the mean streets of Framingham, you were just kicking knowledge okay? <laughs> my, my headset is on fire with the flames that just came out of you, and I'm just... I love that. I love that sentiment. Lastly, before I let you go, with the name of your book and where people can buy it.
3: Oh my gosh! Okay, my original book was called The List Can Perfect Be Put on Paper. It's under my maiden name, so Carmen Shirky. It's on Amazon. If you go to tinyurl.com backslash buy the list. Um, it will take you right to the Amazon page, and it's a rom com. It's um, the first book I ever wrote. I wrote it in November, which is National Novel Writing Month, so Nano and uh, self published it. And it's a good story, but let me tell you, the one I've got under my hat right now, it's it's not a rom com. It's dark. It's it's urban fantasy. It's sci fi. It's, it's kind of it's kind of Buffy meets Dresden meet whoever the next one of those two characters is, I think. All right, now Um, you're speaking at
1: ease. You are speaking (laughs) at ease to me now.
3: Yeah, so the next one, of course, this is just my personal opinion. I have no agent. If any agent is interested in that, let me know. But um, I'm finishing that up, and I've been finishing it for four years, so we'll see when that that comes out.
1: Well, Carmen, um, as always, you nailed it. It's to everyone listening, she is uh, one of the the most smartest people I know. Give her, give her a follow, listen to what she has to say, and pay her if you want to pick her brain. Carmen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen, you're awesome. Thank you. We'll talk again soon.
3: Love you, Ed.
1: Right back at you. Let me take a minute to tell you about the awesome team and company that's the Boston Podcast Network. I'm new to this myself, I've always been into podcasts, but how would you like your own podcast? Well, the Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you, and not just make it okay, but make it frickin' epic. Whether you're a lawyer, a financial advisor, a business owner like I am, or any kind of professional like I am, well, I wouldn't say professional, but close, (laughs) you should have your own voice heard through this really exciting medium. A good podcast is more powerful than your traditional advertising nowadays. If you're like me, that's all I listen to now. I literally listen to podcasts every day when I'm in my car. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their ears, or their earbuds, I should say, of course, how do you, else do you hear, but through your ears, Ed, then you're already in their head, literally. Pod617.com will help you deliver a message, build relationships, Clients and center of in- centers of influence will be delighted at being a guest on your show. As you've seen on mine, I've had guests. You know, There's been great great guests on the other shows. It's a great way to highlight clients, too, quite frankly. Go to pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to some of the great shows they've already produced. The irreverent Bitchless Bride podcast, the hilarious show known as Shawshanked, and the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. And, of course, check out your boy with Are You Not Entertained, which is the best of all of them, and I'm just saying that because it's mine. But of course, be part of the pod revolution. Be part of that pod revolution. Don't be the last in. Visit pod617.com, and in pod, we trust. I want to thank my man, Dave Yaz, zoo producer Applauding extraordinaire. Thank you. If you want to learn more about me, at Ed Nathanson on Twitter, Ed underscore Nathanson on Instagram, Ed Nathanson on LinkedIn. My website is redpilltalent.com, where I do talk a lot of business, but I also share movies, music, pop culture, rants, whatever you want. Until next time, my friends, I ask you, are you not entertained? I- even a frickin' mac
2: and cheese!